Well, welcome in, everybody, to another episode, another podcast of The Voice of the Remnant. I'm your host, Larry Raglan, and I'll be coming to you uh, on a weekly basis at the minimum, probably even more than that, trying to do our best to get into your world, to bring you hope, to let you know that everything is not going in the negative when it comes to ministry. We see the remnant rising. We see positive things happening. And that's the purpose of this podcast is to give you hope and to let you know you are not alone, pastors and leaders and evangelists and teachers and Sunday school teachers and and uh, daycare workers, anybody that's doing the gospel and are being the hands and feet of Christ, this podcast is geared towards trying to give you hope of what is coming, what is happening, and what is really happening behind the scenes and in the spirit realm. There's hope. There's hope, y'all. The remnant is rising. That's the thing I love to say all the time is, You'll see my hashtag a lot of times, hashtag remnant rising, because I want to remind the church, those that are still in, those that are still bought in to everything that God has commanded us and mandated us to do in the Great Commission, and it looks a little dark out there, but in the midst of it, if you if you open your spiritual eyes, you'll see there is a hunger, there is a return to the discarded values of the past, if you will, the, the way the old-time preachers say it. The remnant is rising. There is a remnant. There is an anointing. But I want to caution us early on in this podcast. I want us to. I want to caution everyone that is excited, just like I am. That as quick as this thing is happening, as quick as the sleeping giant is waking up and the remnant is rising, there is absolute all-out concerted effort to try to stop this from happening. And you know, I just tell you that I could get deep on a lot of different things, but I like to simplify things. So the title of this podcast is what I believe is really the only thing that can stop the remnant. The only thing. Let me say it a little bit better. The only thing that can stop you from being a part of the remnant, because the remnant can't be stopped. The remnant is not going to be able to be stopped by anything and anyone because it's mandated by God. It's anointed by God, and, and for this moment, it's a Joel chapter 2 anointing. It's, it's a last day of revival anointing. In the midst of the great falling away, we're seeing people, and although, although they're few in number, we're seeing people come back to being serious about their relationship with God. So, I call it the only thing that can stop the remnant, but it really should be the only thing that can stop you from being a part of the remnant. Before we get into it, I want to make sure that everybody, if you haven't already done it, you have followed us. Click that follow button on your podcast app. And most importantly, after you follow that, go one little step further. I want to take a few seconds, give us a rating, give us a review, because the more reviews, five-star reviews that we get, the more we're going to be have a chance to be in front of people that don't know anything about us. They might just try us out, and there might be somebody out there that's hurting just like you, that's struggling, maybe have some questions. They see this podcast, and they click on it. But we need you to do that. Follow the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it, and that would be a blessing. If you want to uh, connect with all of our podcasts that we've got going on, we've got several. We have books. We have YouTube videos that we, that we post. All you have to do is go to my website, LarryRagland.com, Larry Ragland, that's R-A-G-L-A-N-D, LarryRagland.com. At the very top of the opening page, you'll see the podcast, the YouTube channels, and all that. You can click on it. You can subscribe to all of them and make sure that you don't miss anything. So let's get into this. The only thing that can stop the remnant, the only thing that can stop you from being a part of the remnant. Now, before I tell you what that thing is, I need to tell you another very, very important element that you need to understand that is essential to the influence, to the anointing, 
and the stability of the remnant. If you are still in ministry and you are fighting to stay in ministry, then you got to understand there's a lot of things that's beyond this. It ain't just this. But if you ain't got this, uh, you're not going to see the revival that you're praying for, the renewal that you're praying for, the awakening that you're praying for, and the remnant to rise like you're praying for. Now, all of you ministers, you've heard this scripture, you've preached this scripture, you've heard your pastor, or you've, if you're a pastor, you've taught this so many times. But if there's ever been a time that it's essential, it's right now. And that is found in the book of Psalm 133, Psalm 133. And I'm actually going to read from the New Living Translation. But Psalm 133, verse 1, it's a very short chapter. It's only three verses in the whole chapter. But listen to this. How wonderful. You may want to say that out loud, as crazy as that sounds. Listen to a podcast if you can. How wonderful. Now listen, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers, and of course that means sisters too, brothers live together in now. Depending on what translation of the Bible you're used to quoting, you're used to quoting here in that verse say, live together in unity. Well, it is unity. Well, unity is beautiful. Unity is what we're looking for. But I want to go further and because when you look up the word in the original language there for unity, it actually is interpreted the word that the New Living Translation and some other translations use. So I'm going to read it that way and understand that when I say this word, it is actually the definition of the Hebrew word that we have in most uh, of the older English versions that say unity. It says this, how wonderful and pleasant it is for brethren for when brothers live together in harmony, harmony, harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and on to the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls in the mountains of Zion. And here it is. And there, 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 where? Harmony, there. I want to say it again. You, I, you've got to understand where there is. There is harmony, is what he's speaking of. So at harmony, the Lord pronounced or commanded his blessing, even life everlasting. I'm going to tell you something. That's the commanded blessing of God. You cannot have harmony. You cannot, excuse me, have the blessing of God commanded over your life without harmony. Harmony is essential. And listen to me tell, me tell you something about harmony. Harmony is something that's really awesome. And when you get the revelation of instead of just understanding unity and taking a further step into harmony, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about the remnant, harmony is not all the, all the same notes being played together. So like you look at a piano, you've got a C note. We've got several C notes, low C, and you go all the way up to a high C, all the way across the keyboard, ever so many Notes, there's another C. Well, as many, you know, you can stretch out and you can possibly play four of those, or you could get somebody to help and you could hit all of the C notes at the same time. Now, there would be a different um, level of tone, there would be a different octave, is what they call it, but it would all be the same note. It sounds good. It sounds good. When, when all the notes play together, it sounds good. But that's called unison. Like when you're, when, you're, when you're singing in a praise team or a choir, and they say, okay, we're going to do this in unison. Your director says, we're going to do this in unison. That means everybody's going to sing the same note. And it can be bold. It can be powerful. But unison is nowhere near the level of harmony 
And harmony is, is not when all the notes are the same. In fact, the beautiful thing about harmony is when different notes on the same scale, the same keyboard, different notes, a C, an F, and a G, that if they're played individually, they don't sound anything alike. But when they are played together at the same time, they produce a beautiful sound. It's called a chord, a chord. The difference between a key and a chord is, is harmony. And how about, how about this? This is so awesome. It's a little play on words. It ain't exactly what it meant, but it, it drives home the, the point. You know, when the upper room happened in Acts chapter 2 and the church was established, and the Bible says there was 120 people up there, they all got in one mind and one accord. Now, I understand that means A-C-C-O-R-D, meaning all like-minded. But when I read that and I understand what unity means, it just excites me because I, I know what the word is and what it really meant, but I also see that, that they actually did become harmony. Because in that room, you had people of all different personalities, different walks of life, different uh, philosophies of life. But in that moment, all they cared about was staying in that room until they received what Jesus told them they would receive from the Father. So, you know, you had a C note up there. You had an F note. You had a G note. And there's all playing together, saying the same thing, speaking the same uh, word, the same encouragement, and it was harmony. It was beautiful. But I'm going to tell you on the flip side, nothing is worse than to hear a musician playing the wrong notes trying to make up a chord or even the wrong chord that has all the right notes while somebody, well, they're supposed to be in another chord, which is called the key, the key that they're in. Let me tell you, the key to, to the remnant rising, the key to continuing the momentum we got to get in the right key, which means we not only have to have all the individual notes playing together in a chord, we need to make sure that the guitar player is playing the same chord as the piano player who's playing the same chord as the bass player. Are y'all getting where I'm going? So see, the bass player could be playing all the right notes to make the chord, but if it's not in the key that it needs to be, it's going to sound like chaos. If you get on a keyboard and you just say, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to make up my own chord, and you just start pressing the flats and you start, you know, you just start banging on it, well, it ain't going to sound right because that ain't what harmony is. See, harmony is whenever the key, the key is that everybody's playing the right chord and all the is singing the right chord and they're all singing it in the right key. So the key, listen to me, of the remnant rising is unity, but beyond that, it is harmony. Harmony is a necessary element, as we see the psalmist tell us, for the commanded blessing. So if that is the key, if the key to the commanded blessing is harmony, then I'm going to tell you what can stop that. What is the force that I have seen over the years I've been doing ministry for over 30 years. I've been pastoring uh, for quite right at 30 years in the pastoral ministry and in ministry even longer than that. And I have seen it time and time again when God would begin to move and you would begin to feel pastors in your church and in your ministry 
evangelist, as you begin to see momentum taking off, everywhere you go, you're seeing great success. And there's harmony. There's a, you just, just got to say there's a blessing on it. You can feel it. Well, there's several things that can slow down the remnant, can slow down unity and harmony, but nothing, nothing, listen to me, is quicker, does it quicker and more efficiently and decisively than offense, the spirit of offense. You men and women of God have got to guard your hearts against spirit of offense. All believers have got to guard themselves against the spirit of offense. Those that are a part of the remnant right now that's left in the church, Lord have mercy. Yes, if there's ever been a generation that needs to guard against the spirit of offense, it is this. I really believe the Lord is showing me that, that this, is, this is one of the great demonic spirits that the remnant is going to have to fight. We've got to fight the spirit of offense. Over time, it, over the course of time of the body of Christ, it is always arisen every time God was moving in a fresh way. Go back and read the history of the revivals that would, you know, the, the great awakenings and even the revivals that, out, that were outpours all over this country, America, in different places of the world. Something always happened where somebody's pride or somebody got hurt. Somebody felt like they needed to be promoted. They didn't get it. And it started sowing discord. Next thing you know, the great moves of God that seemed like they would go on forever had an end date. Had an end date. Let me tell you, offense will show itself in so many people in so many different ways. If you're not careful, and I'm talking to ministers right now because this is a minister's podcast, and people that are maybe not even a lead pastor, but you're serving on a staff somewhere. If you're not careful, you'll get offended when new people begin to get used by God before you. You didn't get the recognition that you thought you deserved. Spirit of offense will creep in. You know, sometimes you'll look around, you'll see God doing something in somebody else's life when you thought and you've been praying and you've been sowing and you might have even taught that. You might have even taught it in a class or a service that God would do this for you. God's promises to do this for you. And you begin to see it being done for the very people that you taught it could be done. But really, the truth be known, you're just hoping it'd be done for you. You're crying it'd be done for you. And you start seeing it being done for those people around you before it's done for you. And you'll get offended. And you'll get jealous. So many other ways that it can rise. But I'm going to tell you the dangerous thing about offense, which I'm trying to tell you in this podcast, is one of the, if not the, Number one force that can stop harmony and can stop the momentum that you are experiencing in the remnant. As I said earlier, you can't stop the remnant, but the remnant can be uh, whittled down even further, even smaller than it is now. And it probably will be because it's human nature to, to be offended. But the dangerous thing about offense is, is when it comes on you, it will, it will begin to take your eyes off of the very reason you are even in the moment that you're in. See, if you're listening to this broadcast, let me tell you something. If you're listening to this broadcast, no matter when it is, you are a part of the remnant because you're still here. You're still, you're, you're part. What is a remnant? Remnant is that piece of cloth that is cut off. It's, it's thrown over in the corner. It's, it was never expected to be anything, but, you know, when everything else, there ain't nothing left. You want to make something new, you, you look around, all the fabric's gone. So you got to put the remnant, you got to go put pieces of remnant, tie them together. That's what the remnant is. So you're, left. you're here, so you're part of the remnant. So this is a word for you. 
As long as the remnant is unified and supportive of each other, it continues to rise. But when offense comes in, it is designed to motivate you to take out your brother or sister. Listen, that's, that's the ultimate goal of offense is to take out someone else from being in the remnant with you. Offense will always justify itself. Always. Will always justify itself. It came on you because you felt that you were right. Listen, you only get offended at others when you think they are wrong and you are right. Listen, this ain't difficult. This is pretty simple stuff. Sometimes we need to be reminded. But this has always been a problem in the church, and we know that. But it has gone to another level during this worldwide lockdown, during this narrative that we're being told. Many have lost friends. Many bridges have been burned. Even fellow church members, due to disagreements on the narrative of today, is gone. We've, we've even, listen, I don't, I don't mean to be too dramatic here, but in the early days when we began to gather again as a church, when they, you know, a lot of folks were still not gathering, we, we, we had, well, let's call it like this, was a death threat. We had, we had somebody leave us a message, hope that everyone in your church gets this thing and dies. That was the message that we got at our church, supposedly on behalf of somebody that cared about the church, was hoping that we would die. That's just ridiculous. I know that was the minority, but it did happen. And I've read about it happening in other places. Offense is designed to cause you to buy into a fleshly narrative. And what is that fleshly narrative? You are right and everyone else is wrong. And you know what? You may be right. But if you are right in principle, but wrong in the spirit of offense, then you are still wrong. You are still wrong. Even though you were right in the argument, you were right in the situation, if you are being led by a spirit of offense to defend yourself out of offense, then you're still wrong. So real quick, real quick, and I promise you I'll be quick, three steps to guard yourself against offense. Number one, guard your ears. It's going to be real easy. Guard your ears. Make sure you are careful of the voices that you allow to speak into your life. And never, ever, ever allow yourself to listen to gossip about another brother or sister. A lot of times you'll you won't even be offended, but as long as you let you long you let them talk, all of a sudden now you get offended for their offense. It's contagious. Filter what you hear from social media and mainline media, and, re, and through the remembrance that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, so he is the prince of the power of the air. That influence that comes through the media and the way that is his that is his specialty. So be careful what you listen to from that. Number two, number one was guard your ears. Number two, guard your eyes. You can see where I'm going. Guard your eyes. I want to remind you that everything is not what it looks like. That's why we got another podcast called The Big Picture. The eyes are the windows of the soul. Train yourself to begin to see people as created in the image of God and not the enemy. When you see that, you'll remember what Paul said, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No matter what they said and done, they're not the enemy. And number three, guard your mouth. The word says there's power, life, and death in your tongue, and the tongue is powerful. James chapter 3 says this in verse 2, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to be also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by every small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, listen, the tongue is a member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. 
Be careful what you setting on fire, y'all. Because when you begin to open your mouth and begin to speak against somebody else that's still in the body of Christ, listen to me. If they're still in the body of Christ serving and you're speaking against them, you are lighting a fire on the remnant. You are lighting a fire on fellow remnant. Be careful. Be careful. Pastors, leaders, members of the body of Christ, break the spirit of offense over your life. Pray that it will be broken over your family. Pray that we be broken over your church, and Lord have mercy. Pray that the spirit of offense will be broken over this nation. This nation walks in a spirit of offense, and you know it's right. So make it right with your brother or sister. Life is too short. There's not many of us left in the remnant. There's not many of us left, y'all. And Lord have mercy. Come on. We shouldn't be taking them out. We cannot continue to take out our own. And don't let it take you out either. It's time to speak. It's time to sing. It's time to live in harmony with each other and with our God. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that has listened to this podcast. I break the spirit of offense over them. And God, I declare that if someone is offended against them, that you would soften their heart. Break it. Because we love them. They, you love them. They are remnant. And we are remnant. If you haven't already, make sure when this podcast ends, that you follow this podcast, rate this podcast, and share this podcast. For more information about our books, YouTube, and much more, go to LarryRaglin.com. Until next time, stay on fire, stay focused, stay encouraged. Remember that God chose you to be alive in this moment and you to be a voice in this moment. This is the greatest time to be alive. It's the greatest time for the church. This is the church's finest hour. If the remnant will rise, the remnant has a voice and you are that voice. God bless. See you next time.